We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky uh, coming to you uh, on Wrestling with the Basics. Uh, we're doing something different uh, this morning. Uh, our, our regular co-host, uh, Reverend Matt Clark from Ascension Lutheran. Matt is actually, well, well Tim, actually, we thought he was demon-possessed. and Because and he, he said, I can't do it anymore. And I thought he said he was demon-possessed, but I realize now he, he's possessed about getting his demon, his doctrine of ministry. <laughs> okay, so we were getting, you know, getting ready to have a, an exorcism and stuff like that. But apparently, no, he just needs to take a few months off uh, in order so he can complete his coursework for his doctrine, doctor of the ministry. Uh, and he'll be back in January as a doctor. Wow, that's going to be impressive. I wonder if I'll have like a little white coat on and a little, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> the guy I'm talking to here is actually a close friend of mine. Even better than that, he's a relative. Uh, he is my uh, uh, son-in-law. Stepson. Uh, stepson, sorry. <laughs> I wish you were my son-in-law too, Tim. Uh, but stepson. And yes, Tim Shagel, Reverend Tim Shagel. Tim, Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself, why don't you? Uh, so I am a pastor on candidate status, looking for... Wait, a, what does that mean, candidate uh, status? It means I don't have a congregation, but I'm still a pastor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, looking for a call yet, uh, but at the same time, I'm uh, uh, doing this degree in uh, paralegal. Almost done with the, my degree in paralegal, but still looking for a call uh, and waiting for the, what the Lord uh, brings me next. Yeah, and it's a scary place to be, but yeah, somewhere the Lord's going to use you and has used you, and and, and we're glad He's using you uh, today uh, to work with us here in wrestling with the basics, and and we've called him in not just because uh, of of uh, nepotism, <laughs> <laughs> but Tim actually has an expertise, has done a great deal of study in a very important biblical subject, but you're just going to have to wait to find out what that is. Because Matt left us with something hanging that we need to finish, Tim. So if you don't mind that, if we can kind of finish up some of the dirty work we were doing before you came, and then we'll get to your subject probably next I'm week. I'm good at cleaning up dirty work. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So, so uh, what we were doing the last time we gathered together for Wrestling Basics, we, uh, Tim, we had been looking at Luke chapter 14, which is a series of three different stories uh, about Jesus, all all at one location as he was attending a banquet. Um, and what we did, for those of you who may not have heard our last episode, is we looked at, at the law that was found in these three stories, and, and it's really, really powerful law. Well, well, Tim, you're pretty, you're a pastor. You you do read the Bible, don't you? I definitely read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know anymore. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I figured you did. You know, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod uh, guy. Um, you, you, are you familiar with what what it says there in Isaiah uh, chapter sixty four? Um, uh, yeah, uh, it means particularly verse 6. Yeah, exactly, particularly <laughs> verse 6. <laughs> well, what it says, John, is that we are all as an unclean thing, and our all our righteousness 
are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. So so what we focused on last week is, is this chapter, Luke 14, illustrates the idea that even our righteous deeds still are tainted by sin. In fact, powerful phrase there, filthy rags, which is not a very nice way uh, to talk about anything. And, and so the, the, the story in Luke 14, uh, uh, Tim, begins with this, uh, the lawyers and the Pharisees. Are you familiar with that story at all? What was their problem with Jesus? The Pharisees? Yeah, yeah. It's particularly there in Luke chapter 14. Well, in that particular chapter, they didn't like that he was healing on the Sabbath. I mean, they didn't like him for other reasons, too. <laughs> but uh, that that's one thing that was a sticking point in Luke 14. Yeah, and I appreciate that they didn't like him for other things because actually, if you read through Luke, that's the only reason they invited him to their party because they were looking for some reason to accuse him. But, but so what was the problem? Why, why would that? But I think that's a cool thing to heal people, whatever day of the week. So why would that have been a problem that he was healing people on the Sabbath? Day? Well, you're not supposed to do any work on the Sabbath, John. Okay, so that was our first point, Tim. Last, so so we got people who think it's all about keeping the rules. And we think that's good. Well, you must be a righteous person. You're keeping the rules. And people would have thought the Pharisees, oh, they're the best of all people. They keep the rules. But, of course, Jesus points out, no, that, what, what do you know that passage? Oh, man, I can't remember where it is about, about what, the, what the rules are really about. <laughs> you know, oh, you mean about, like, Exodus chapter 20, maybe? <laughs> well, I think that is the rule. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's more what Jesus has to say about the rule in Matthew oh, chapter 22. Matthew 22. I can't even look at my own notes. Tim, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what did Jesus say about the rules? What is the law really about? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 22, verses 37 to 40, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend on all the law and the prophets. So it's not just about keeping the rules. It's about loving people. In fact, that's why we have the commandments, right? That's how you love people. You don't murder them. Certainly you don't steal from them, kill them, tell lies about them. Uh, uh, so no, no, we think we're righteous because we keep the rules, but if we're not keeping the rules in love, then that's just a filthy rag. And then we had the second story about the people at the feast there, the banquet, and they're all taking the places of honor. And, and uh, by the way, the first thing that we call that legalism, right, Tim, when people are all about rules rather than about uh, loving people. Uh, then the second story was about people taking the places of honor. And, and Jesus makes this comment on uh, verse 11 of Luke 14, if you wouldn't mind sharing that with me, with us, Tim. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So again, we look at people sitting in places of honor, and we think, well, those must be righteous. Those must be good people. But the problem is, if, if you're proud, uh, that's the issue here, pride. And, and, and last week we talked about that's the thing I really struggle with. Uh, but no, then it's not a good thing. Then it's a filthy rag. You might be in the position of honor, but but if you're exalting yourself, then I, I, I didn't tell this story last week, Tim, so I'll tell it right now. You know, Martin Luther, he was a really good monk. Couldn't get a better monk than Martin Luther. I mean, he would fast longer than other people. Uh, he would beat himself. He would pray for hours. And then at the end of the day, he said, man, I'm so much better than, than Brother Fred. Yeah, he had a good hairline, too. <laughs> he yeah. did. He kept that hair. Just There was that, whole, oh, man, you're right. But it came to a tonsor. No one had a better tonsor. Thank you for reminding me. But see, then he said, I'm a sinner. 
because I'm proud of that. And well, all right. So that is a righteous deed that's a filthy rag. And then we concluded, of course, with a guy who uh, invited everybody to his big party. And, and this is what Jesus said to him in Luke chapter 14. Uh, well, I guess we might as well read 12 through 14 if we could, Tim. He said also to the man who had invited him, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. So again, he looked like a righteous guy, man. He was inviting all these people to the banquet, but but the truth of the matter is uh, he was inviting all the people uh, because, number one, it made him look like a really good guy. Oh, man, what a nice... He invited me over for supper. And secondly, he invited him because they were all people who could, in turn, invite him. Uh, and again, so what seemed like a righteous deed was actually a filthy rag. Well, Tim, that, that's the law we had last week, but it doesn't help us at all. <laughs> Does it? Just, just shows that we're a bunch of sinners. So that's why we needed to come back this week. And, and thank you for bearing with me, Tim, because uh, uh, we want to look at the gospel in this text. Now, I'm just you didn't have a chance to repair. Uh, I, I did. I actually preached this uh, a few weeks ago at Kilkenny, Minnesota. Um, but what gospel do you see? In, in, in this chapter, just right off off the top of, of your head there, Tim. Well, I guess I would comment on the law first. Oh, good. Please do. Is, is that what the Pharisees are missing is they don't see themselves as sinners. Ah, yeah. So, and uh, the, the gospel is that uh, Christ, you know, covers our sins and, uh, and we, we humble ourselves and reckon ourselves as sinners and... Uh, are uh, forgiven those sins. Uh, and in this particular text, uh, what, you know, those few verses that you, you we just read, uh, that uh, the poor are being helped, the, the crippled are being invited, the lame and the blind, they're all being restored and healed, and then there's the resurrection, and, you know, the, all those are the gospel things. Those are things God does for us. He, he takes the, 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 the down and trodden, and uh, he makes them well again. So, so, so two things there, Tim, and, and the first thing, boy, I'm glad you mentioned it because it, it, it's so important. Unlike the Pharisees who thought the law was just to be the law, right? Right. Just the things we're supposed to do. Uh, and, of course, the teaching of Scripture is, no, the law is what makes you conscious of sin, Paul says in, in Romans. And, and, and so you're right. Uh, when, when, when Christians talk about the law, our primary concern is just, as you said, to lead us to Christ. And, and, and that was the point that I saw, too, in this, especially this business about invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, because um, that's what Jesus was doing, like you said. And he was restoring these people. Uh, and, and that was my thought. Who's the one guy, you know, who does that all the time? Mm -hmm. uh, the one guy who, by the way, said, that's why I've come. I, I've not come for the righteous. I've come to serve the sinner. So certainly, actually, that whole business about inviting people to the banquet who cannot repay you, you're absolutely right, Tim. That, that's all about Jesus, right? That's exactly what he does. He's the one who invites those who cannot repay him. They cannot repay him. All right, running that logic then, Tim. But let's go back to that second story about for everyone exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now, what does that have to do with Jesus? Well, 
with Jesus, I mean, if you're going to, you know, put Jesus in, into that text, you know, Jesus humbles himself all the way to the cross and he lets himself be crucified, taking upon sin and death on our behalf. And uh, it then is exalted uh, by uh, the father uh, resurrected. And, uh, you know, th therefore he is the judge of us all as well uh, as the, our savior. So, so here's the thing. Uh, it's exactly what you said is exactly with the Bible. Have you been reading the Bible? <laughs> I, I'm guilty of You're reading guilty. the Bible. You caught me. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it says in Philippians chapter two and being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself, the same word we've got here, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath exi highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Um, so, so the point is, is both of these stories, they are law. They are telling us what we need to do. Although, have you ever been able to really humble yourself, Tim? Have you ever tried to humble yourself? It's not easy to do. <laughs> but, you know, the sinful nature gets in the way, right? Well, the but, problem is, I, I, when I humble myself, I think, man, I'm, I'm so good at being humble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot more humbler than you are, Tim. Trust me. <laughs> very, very right. I mean, all the way back to Adam and Eve, right? Uh, they, and... Uh, and Cain and Abel, we all uh, have wanted to brag about ourselves. Look, you know, look at ourselves, uh, and it's uh, really a miracle of God that's uh, you know we can through practice, uh, uh, you know, recognize that we're not God, and that recognize that uh, others are, are are worthy of praise. I, I, and you know, it is neat because you're right. It, it, it actually, I, I didn't even think of it that way, but it does go back to Adam and Eve because what's the temptation? exalt yourself above God. Well, maybe you can't be above him, but at least you can be like him, right? Eat this and you'll be like him. Uh, um, yeah, so that I, I don't know that we can humble ourselves. Uh, Tim, Tim, I've had uh, people come to me and they, and, and as Christians, we do. We, we worry about our pride. And, and, and I've always said, to them, don't, don't worry about that. God will take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he finds a way of humbling us anyway. <laughs> Anytime I get cocky, I know, oh, something's going to happen. Uh, and I'll realize that I'm the, the fool that I am. Um, so, so we can't exalt ourselves. But certainly, again, I, I believe this is about Jesus. Jesus did uh, humble himself. Uh, and, and, and the business about being exalted, of course, uh, risen from the dead, ascended in heaven, sitting at the right hand of God is as Philippians told us, that every knee will bow in his name. So certainly for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. That's obviously about Jesus. But, Tim, here, here's the one thing I, I got to thinking about. You see, our sinful flesh would, would still take this and make it into a law. Okay, so then you need to be humble, just like Jesus is. And, and you need to love people who can't repay you, just like Jesus does. But but I, I think that really misses the point of this text and then the entire scripture. No, the point is, is why did Jesus humble himself? What, what was that all about? Why was he doing that? Well, because he loved us, John, and uh, he wanted to save us and bring us back into his kin, back into his family, back to call his us his own. And, and so it really comes back to the thing that you said, I was afraid you were going to steal my thunder for a second. <laughs> but but it does bring back to what you started, that, that why did Jesus do all these things for people? Why did he heal the sick? Why does he die on the cross? Because 
because he loves us. That, that, that's all it's about. And of course, Tim and I aren't denying we, God humble us because we don't want to exalt ourselves. And, and God help us not to love just because we think we can get something in return. No, God help us to love everybody, uh, whatever neighbor that he puts across our path. But, but I hope that our listeners can see that uh, this, this text is, is not just about what we need to do, but it is about what Jesus Christ has already done for us. And, and I want to I share one, and this will touch your heart, because um, Tim and I share a person who is very, very important to both of us, uh, a person who has just passed away. Why, why don't you tell the, the listeners who I'm talking about? Well, my grandpa, Jerry, uh, passed away uh, recently. Uh, and he was a World War II vet, and uh, uh, we're attending his funeral uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking. We got the memorial service. We got to go down to Florida. Uh, and and, and uh, Tim, how, how old a guy are you? I am thirty-five. I had to think <laughs> about it. I'm thirty-five. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so you got to know him for thirty-five years. I I, I got to know him for for a little more than, than 20 years. Uh, but he was a, just a super nice guy to know. And, uh, and we will miss sitting down and having uh, Coney dogs and drinking a beer with Jerry. But but here's here's the thing that struck me about this text. Let's go back to the, this thing about he who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles will be exalted. Um, if you wouldn't mind reading, uh, read verse 8 through, uh, yeah, 8 through 10. When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. And, and Tim, it was that, that phrase, friend, move up higher. It made me think about your, your, your grandpa, Jerry. Because um, uh, just tell us, tell, us, tell us a little bit about Jerry, just a little bit. What kind of guy was he? Well, he was always a fun guy. Uh, he... Uh, but he took the Lord seriously. In oh, fact, yeah. anytime I came and visited, uh, he would knock on the door to make sure we get up on time for church. <laughs> and uh, more than once, I might say. Uh, and uh, he uh, was good uh, gentleman to, to the community. You know, he was always a personable guy. Uh, he was a cook, a chef, uh, and he always had a good story. And he likes he likes saltwater taffy. <laughs> we, we had talked about that last week, uh, Tim, because yeah, he he gave us a whole bunch of jokes. Yeah. A lot of the jokes we had on wrestling with the basics they were came from Jerry, uh, and and like I said, just an active guy, ninety six year old, still riding a bike, going out and playing golf. Um, and, and I wanted to mention that because at the end, Jerry was humbled. He didn't have to humble himself, but he was definitely humbled uh, in the hospital. Uh, told that um, because he was having some aspiration issues, he wouldn't be able to, probably would have to have baby food for the rest of his life, um, would have have trouble drinking and all those things. Um, so certainly not the man that we knew and loved, very, very humbled. And yet, and yet, see, that that's okay. We're all going to be humbled like that sooner or later. 
But that's only so that the Lord might exalt us. And I just thought of that phrase. It's what, what Jesus said to Jerry just about a month ago. He said, hey, friend, come up higher. And, and like you said, we know. We know that's where he is with his wife, Kate, and all the others who love and care for him. And uh, uh, Tim and I, we, we're not necessarily ready to be called up higher right now. But it is kind of nice to know, Tim, that someday that's what's going to happen. That the Lord is also going to say to us, friend, move up higher. Well, Tim, thank you. Thank you for coming in and, and letting me wrap up this stuff that Matt and I were working on. Uh, but as I alluded to earlier, actually, we have Tim for a very special purpose. Um, let me just say this about Tim. Tim loves to study. Uh, other people might just go about their job and wait for their next parish. Uh, but Tim decided, no, I, I want to advance my knowledge and education. So you're, you, how far are you now on this whole legal paralegal thing? I got one semester left. Okay. Yeah. And then what do you do after that? I got an internship with that, and then I uh, will be able to uh, be full paralegal. Okay. So so people, if you call Tim, you, you've got a lawyer too. Well, paralegal, <laughs> oh, paralegal first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, well, that's right. That, that may be, because I know you, you were thinking you, that that's a good thing too. Uh, but you, but you love you want to get back in the pulpit. I know because you yeah love, I, I I'm itching to to preach again. And and that's what we have you here for. No people do not call in with your legal questions. <laughs> but Tim, uh, as a guy who likes to study, has done some particular study on on a lot of the books of the Bible. But what's the one that you've really done some extensive study on? Tim? Re Revelation is, is the one that I've done a lot of extensive study, and I have found to to love to teach. So, so we were thinking, hey, everybody loves the book of Revelation. Most people don't understand the book of Revelation. And so Tim's going to be with us uh, for the next few weeks. He, he's going to give me some time to, to, to share with you the things that are on my mind as well. Uh, but uh, for the next few episodes, we're going to be dealing with the book of Revelation. Uh, Tim, we've got just a couple of minutes here. Anything you want to lay out for the people in terms of what they should expect in the next couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so now, I'm going to interrupt you just because I because I noticed you as you were giving me some you gave me a couple of chapters where there's some reasons why you picked out the first two chapters you want to deal with. Go ahead. Yes. So reason why I picked out the chapters we'll be covering uh, in, in the coming weeks uh, is that's where the vision starts. So chapter six is where the vision start. It's also kind of where the, the conflict start starts. So a couple of nice things about that is it's, it is exciting uh, and, uh, it's where the, you know, like if the, if it was a movie, you know, yeah. you'd be really engaged and uh, the battle between good and evil is really in that section. And then it is expounded upon again, over and over again until the victor wins the victory. And of course that's Jesus and, and all the righteous saints with him. Uh, and they, uh, are, by battling the wicked dragon, who is the devil, and uh, of course he's defeated and thrown into the lake of fire with all the wicked, and so there's some nice imagery and, and, and uh, nice literature there in Revelation. And, and, and are you going to explain, because see, here's what I'm thinking, you, you read the first few chapters of Revelation, and actually they're, they're fairly straightforward, right? But, but now the part you're getting into, the visions, that's where it gets really, really confusing. 
Are you going to give us any help to try to understand? I will, what these de I will are? definitely help us along, John. Uh, I will uh, uh, do my best uh, to give the common person a, a nice way of understanding those chapters. Okay, because I think people right now, we don't get a lot of excitement in wrestling with the basics. So right now, people may be a little <laughs> bit nervous, a little bit anxious, but no, it'll, it will be good. Like you will enjoy our next episodes. Uh, so, so, Tim, again, uh, and we wish Matt blessings, by the way. Uh, get your studies done, Matt. We look forward to you returning as a doctor. Uh, but we're certainly glad that you've given us of your time, Tim, because uh, Tim's working hard between studying and, and working. And, and, and uh, so we appreciate the fact you'll share with us the book of Revelation. And, uh, well, uh, we call this show, Tim, Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.